I'm Teffer. And I'm Bailey. Welcome to Yeah, a show where we talk about young adult lit and what it can teach us at any age. This is our book club and you're invited. Yeah! Yeah. We'd like to take this time to acknowledge that the studio where we record is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. We encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and the indigenous communities of that area. It's been a week and I'm sleepy, and... The nice thing is that on a sleepy week, we are not actually doing a review today. We're doing a roundup episode. We haven't done a roundup in a long time, but they always seem to be popular. So we're going to give a shot at doing a little more like list content of books that are interesting or fun or that we're excited about. Love that. Hate that. Let us know. Shoot us a message. Let us know what you think. If you're super excited, if you're like, no, I just want reviews, there will still be plenty of review content. But sometimes you need to give a bitch a break. Definitely. (laughs) So we are talking about our summer reading lists. Now, at least in my case, this is sort of theoretical because all I ever read is what we read for the show because I don't ever read for pleasure anymore. Well, no, I mean, it's pleasurable to read these books for the show. Um, that just probably means that you might see some of my uh, <laughs> some of my list pop up on your feed this summer. But it was fun, I found, to look at uh, lists of releases and imagine that I was going to maybe have unscheduled reading time. Yeah, I am... <laughs> I am hoping that my list might get to be slightly more than imaginary. I'm, uh, I was thinking about this as I was going through these lists because I, I just finished my master's degree, which was very, did not. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That was not me trying to toot my own horn or anything. Just that I. I and I am only working half time this summer, so oh, I God, like that's the dream. Theoretically, have time to read. I am reading currently this week, like the first like the first physical copy of a new book that I have read in a very long time. Like mostly when I when I read for the podcast, it's like ebooks and audiobooks because like that's the easiest way to get things. And then mostly when I read physical books, it's like books that I have owned forever, and I'm rereading for the thousandth time. But I am currently reading um, a physical paper copy of Casey McQuiston's new book, One Last Stop. And it's like very delightful. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's like something very specific about reading a new book in the actual tactile paper form that's just like delightful. And so I'm hoping to make a little bit more space to do that with no agenda this summer. You know, I have to say, I started buying, when I got, like, a steady job about a year ago, I started buying books for the show more because I like styling our Instagram as a bookstagram, and I like having books, and um, it is so nice. Like, I find that I can focus better with a paper book because I'm not getting distracted by notifications on my phone, which is how I read ebooks. And I I personally can't do audiobooks because the way my brain works, if there's something 
coming in my ears I'm not paying attention to it I have to be reading (laughs) with my eyes or I cannot focus but yeah there's something about sitting down with a paper book especially like books are so pretty these days like book design is off the charts Mm -hmm. right now and it is so like getting a new hard copy book feels like getting an art object so much of the time I love it yeah Mm -hmm. I was going to say, there's something about the experience, too, of, like, I feel like I experience the story slightly differently when I'm reading it in, like, an actual physical version. Mm-hmm. This is, of course, not to knock ebooks because they are great and I live off of them a mm-hmm. lot of the time. But, like, there's something very special about an actual paper book. Um, and so as I was going through this list, I was like, I might actually have to buy a few of these in paper copies. Uh, Bailey can have little... Uh, physical book as a treat (laughs) (laughs) well it's the sensuality right it's having a sensual Mm -hmm. object and and that like books were originally luxury items because Mm -hmm. producing books is expensive it has a a toll you know uh, now we know both environmentally and labor wise and then for a while they were mass produced and they're still mass produced but like I kind of like how the digital world is turning books back into luxury items mm-hmm. and I love that ebooks make make reading so accessible like the accessibility uh, that ebooks provide is amazing the accessibility that audiobooks provide is amazing but there's also kind of an aspect of you know it's like buying the hardcover instead of the trade paperback there's something about I'm not going to buy a paper book every time. So when I buy a paper book, I'm going to get the like nice first edition hardcover print of it. And I'm going to like take care of it and treasure it and savor it. Yeah. And that's really nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so I've been thinking about that. I was thinking about that as I was compiling this list. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to make some space for some summer reading in like actual, actual physical books. And it's going to be, it's going to be nice and cozy, I think. Absolutely. I wish you many, many hours of lazy sunshine reading with a glass of iced tea or something. Thank you. I I hope for that. Mm -hmm. Um, And your friendly neighborhood squirrels at your elbow. (laughs) I have, I have a newly formed feud with a, with the squirrels that um, want to destroy all that is good and beautiful about my balcony garden. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> Do you want to know the most wholesome tip that I know for keeping squirrels out of your garden? Yes. The most wholesome tip I know for keeping squirrels out of your garden, and I've used this for my uh, to keep them from beheading all my tulips this year, is mm-hmm. to leave out snacks and water for them. Because they're they they dig up all your plants and things because they're looking for water, but espe- or like on hot days especially water, but also food. And if you just leave out things for them that are easier for them to eat, they will just eat the easier snacks and drink the easier water and leave your plants alone. Yeah, I might need to start trying that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I can't advise that you do it because it is against certain bylaws. Uh, Mm. However, I can tell you that there is folk wisdom and that before there were bylaws, I might have tried it and it might have been very successful. (laughs) Fair. Fair. (laughs) Anyway, make friends with squirrels, eat, drink, be merry, and read books. Indeed. So what books are you hoping to read this summer, Bailey? So I, I have a whole bunch now. I just basically was cruising through a list of 2020 run releases. 
Um, I might also make an honorable mention to a couple that I like eagerly put on my list only to see that they're not coming out till the fall or winter. <laughs> um, or maybe I will save those ones. But so the first one that I am very intrigued by, and I think I'm going to try to pick up a copy of at some point, is this one is coming out uh, on Monday, it looks, no, Tuesday, coming out on Tuesday. And it is a, it is the first YA I have seen that deals with the pandemic, which is very interesting. So this book uh, that I am interested in reading is called Phoebe Unfired by Mm -hmm. Amelie John. Have you heard of this one? No, I don't think so. So from what I'm seeing of the synopsis, it is set um, like post-COVID. And it's basically about like the main character sort of dealing with um, like intense anxiety and germophobia that came out of her experience of the pandemic. And sort of, so it's a book about kind of like dealing with the aftermath of the trauma of the pandemic. Okay. Um, And it sounds really, really interesting. And there's also apparently a pottery class involved and like a sweet friendship with like an old man who owns a used bookstore. Okay. Uh, It sounds very fun and it has very good reviews on Goodreads. Okay. So tell me the title Um, of that one again. It's called Phoebe Unfired, which Phoebe I'm assuming Unfired. is a which I'm assuming is a reference to uh, to Fun. ceramics. I'm really fascinated by the idea of a book that deals with pandemic aftermath, especially because culturally we seem really committed to not dealing with pandemic aftermath and just being yeah. like, "Yay, everything's back." <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, not acknowledging this 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 massive trauma that we've been going through, <laughs> and the fact that it's ongoing um, in the rest of the world. So I think that sounds really very cool, and I am going to look that one up. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really intrigued by it, and I am I am excited to read it. Um, like I basically was going through this list, and then I, I caught one of the like tiny thumbnail titles. I was like. It looks like the person in that illustration is wearing a mask. So I clicked on it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just, it sounds really interesting. Um, and it has very good reviews. So I'm excited. I'm excited to read it. Especially, like, particularly someone who has a lot of anxiety and who also has like had latent germophobia kicked up by this pandemic. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it. It sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems really good. I'm also, Phoebe is actually one of my favorite names. Um, okay. I really, really I love I it. This. And I'm noticing that she also has a little brother named Toby. So yeah. <laughs> I uh, am already inclined to like this book by Emily Jean. Is she Frank? I don't know. Well, my first one on my list is uh, one that I, has had a lot of buzz. I feel like I've heard about it a lot. Um, so in contrast with that one, Excuse Me While I Ugly Cry by Jaya Goffney. It is... A book about a uh, a girl named Quinn who loses her journal and her journal she makes lists to like cope with life. Uh, it's like one of her major coping mechanisms. She loses it and it includes lists of like her greatest fears and greatest embarrassments. So she's really freaking out about it and gets blackmailed into going through all of her greatest fears to get the journal back. So it's about sort of facing fears and anxieties is the impression I get. Uh, that seems like there's also a like love plot with somebody who's like helping her with it but it's also a like getting to know yourself and confront yourself and I'm really interested in that I really like books that 
investigate anxiety as I talked about you know pretty recently with uh, the way you make me feel um, and talking about the way Rose deals with her anxiety disorder in that book Uh, but I'm really interested to see it Um, I was an avid journaler in high school Uh, I haven't been able to regain the the habit as an adult Um, but it seems really fun it seems really cool and I've heard a lot of really good things about it from early reviews yeah, that sounds really good. I feel like I've I feel like I have heard about this book before because the premise sounds like it rings a bell. But mm-hmm. yeah, that one might have to be on my list too. It's also just such a good title. Mm-hmm. Excuse Wait, me. Remind me of the title again. Excuse me while I ugly cry. <laughs> like Yeah. When you started saying that, I thought that that was you um like prefacing this next book not actually giving the title of the book (laughs) no it is the title um it's also i mean it's a debut uh joya goffney is new on the scene i'm always really excited i love to read a debut a lot of our tried and true authors who we've interviewed and read a lot of we we met on their debut books um Mm -hmm. And so I'm really, really excited about it. It's uh, it gives me definitely an all the boys I've loved before feel. Um, mm, but yeah. the review, like what Harper Collins says, is fans of to all the boys I've loved before and Christina Forrest's "I Want to Be Where You Are" will love it. And those are two of my like top books. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm really excited about it. You know I love yeah. a contemporary YA romance. That's my oh, jam. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> there are many of those mm-hmm. on my uh, on my list. So I am I am all there. Mm-hmm. Also, what you were saying was reminding me. The other thing that is on my summer list is going back through our back catalog of the last year and reading a bunch of the books that were on episodes that I was not on because there are many of them that just sound very, very good. I love that idea. What a fun idea. Mm-hmm. Then maybe I'll just have to tweet about it extensively. Definitely. Uh- <laughs> definitely tweet about it and tag our show. <laughs> but, like, particularly, like, when I was going through this list, I was like, oh, the Firekeeper's Daughter, I've heard really good things about that. Mm-hmm. Last night at the Ca- Telegraph Club, heard really good things. And I was like... I think that we maybe have done some of these on the show, actually. <laughs> I just was not on those episodes. I I have Firekeeper's Daughter because I was going to do that episode and I started reading it and I just, uh, it was like a really, really rough week for me and I had to duck out of the um, of the episode. And I'm, I mean, so thankful that I was able to do that. Um, but I'm like, I'm like, oh, I almost read it and I didn't. <laughs> And I do really want to go back and actually read it. Um, Last Night at the Telegraph Club is chef's kiss wonderful. I didn't quite finish it, but I've read most of it, and it's extremely good. I know the most that I know about it is I know it's actually based on a short story that she wrote initially for, like, an anthology of queer lit. And I haven't read that short story, but I have heard that it is extremely good. Well... I'm not going to, like, recap the review that Caddy and Eunice already did, Um, (laughs) but it's very queer, and it's very fun, and I really want more queer historical romance in the world, because this is something I complain about a lot, actually. I I think I've complained about it on the show, but I complain about it in real life a whole lot. I want more (laughs) historical fiction YA that does not have a fantasy element. I like to read just good old-fashioned historical fiction, and I feel like every time there's anything that feels historical in YA, it is also 
fantasy, which there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes I just want, for example, a YA series about, I don't know, pirates on the high seas who are gay and there's no fantasy. Theoretically. Fair. Theoretically, I would read the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be exactly what you want. You, you want you want gay ship books that yes. aren't fantasy. That's yes. what you want. Let's That's let's be what... honest and take away the trappings here. <laughs> when it comes down to it, <laughs> I want ship books. When Deborah says historical fiction, they mean ship books. No, you know what? I also have a real thing for like finishing school books. Mm. I have a real soft Fair spot for those. I read a lot of those. The like the like ones in the library that are like maybe somebody's journal, like the Dear America and Dear Canada series, but then there were some for a while. Oh my god, I'm having such a flashback of the cover. <laughs> oh, there were some that were like a girl in Marie Antoinette's court having her life. You know, I want like, like, I like, like, the, I really like, like, Phil- Philippa Gregory. Like, in real life, I really like a, like, trashy historical queen romance. And I think mm-hmm. it would be fun to see that genre also extended into YA. Fair. Entirely fair. I do. Actually, uh, I'm just going to put it out there in the world. If you have a podcast, a book podcast, where you do, like, historical, like, those like kind of trashy historical books and you want a guest please hit me up i would love to read the bolin girl to and talk to you about it the other bolin girl i'm ashamed (laughs) so the second book on my list is can't take that away by steven salvatore sidebar i am proud of myself for having very good book gaydar Mm -hmm. which is I am I am good at scanning a list of titles, even if the cover is not, like, super ostensibly queer, and being like, this is probably a queer book. And I was correct about this one. Yeah. So I was proud of myself. So this is, I'm excited about this one because the main character is genderqueer. Okay. But yeah, so it is, uh, the main character is named Carrie. And so it sounds like, it feels a little bit like a... Like, it sounds from the description that there's a little bit of, like, a moxie-type feel to it, but instead of being, like, girls standing up against the patriarchy, it's genderqueer kid sort of standing up against transphobia and queerphobia mm-hmm. at their school, and there's um, there's apparently a cute romance. And musical there theater, is... correct? Yes, musical theater. So, apparently, it sounds like, based on the description, that, like, this sort of big turning point is like them auditioning for the role of Elf- Alphaba in the Wicked Witch of the in uh in the in Wicked presumably okay. or Wizard of Oz I guess it doesn't I, th- I think it's Wicked probably Wicked though I don't think Alphaba <laughs> is in the Wizard of Oz only very briefly okay. true like she gets smoosh yeah she she's the main villain of the piece but yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, probably Wicked. Um, I don't know. I only know the book. I, I actually, I don't know what I'm talking about because I've never seen Wicked or <laughs> The Wizard of Oz, the musical. I've only read the book. Anyway. <clears throat> my continue. my high school did Wizard of Oz when I was in grade nine. So you Anyways. know a great deal more than I do on this topic. Yes. I made a lot of munchkin costumes. Oh, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it sounds it sounds really fun and and interesting. And, and it has a genderqueer main character. And I'm excited about that. So that is also on my list. So that's Can't Take That Away by Stephen Salvatore. Very excited about that one. That seems great. 
My second book is actually super fun. Um, A book that was sent to us. We have the ARC uh, by the publisher, and I always love it when that happens. This one, we get a lot of pitches. I've like said that before. We get a lot of people who are like, do you want to read this book? And we don't always say yes because they don't always suit our like particular brand. But this one was described to me as the princess diaries, but like current and her dad is the crown prince of Japan. And I was like... Yes, yes, please. Yes, please send that our way. Um, and I've actually already started it very, like, very, very early. And uh, it's really good. It's called Tokyo Ever After by Emiko Jane. So Izumi finds out her dad is the crown prince of Japan. And then, presumably, because I haven't gotten this far yet, but, like, goes on this process of kind of reconnecting. Um, it It very much nods to Meg Cabot it very much nods to the Princess Diaries so that's super fun and I'm really excited to read this one I think I'm gonna fight real hard to get this one on our summer list because it is exciting and fun I came across that the other day and had forgotten about it until you mentioned it and then was making excited hand gestures while Mm -hmm. you were talking about it well um they Um, sent us they sent us two copies so I actually just have like physical copies speaking of physical books I will grab one of those yeah. from you then, yeah. um, and I will join you in uh, in fighting for that two on a summer list, and that makes two out of four, so I feel like we can probably get it on there. I don't know. Do you think Caddy and Eunice are going fight, to fight us real hard on this one? No. Oh, yeah, they're going to be completely... <laughs> Caddy will be like, I <laughs> hate happens. I hate contemporary young adult romance. <laughs> what are you talking about, fluff and cheese? Yuck! <laughs> yeah i am i came across that one i think on twitter the other day and was like super stoked about the concept yeah it's it seems really really good it's also beautiful uh like the cover art is really beautiful i'm mm-hmm. enjoying it there's like a group her like main f- friend group is like the pan-asian friend group so they have like middle eastern <laughs> and east asian and south asian it's really fun i like it a lot <laughs> that is that is fantastic so my third book is not a new release. But my third book is a graphic novel. Um, my partner is super into graphic novels and has been getting me a little bit more into graphic novels. So this is one that is on my list, um, which is On a Sunbeam by Tilly Walden, which has been described, well, described by the book itself as like a um, found family space opera including like but also there's like a whole boarding school subplot apparently um and queer romance um and i'm extremely excited about it uh yeah i can see why that sounds really exciting i do i love the like found family sort of subgenre found family subgenre of space operas um i'm I'm into them is there a found family subgenre of space operas I don't know if there's a whole subgenre, but like I don't, I know nothing about space opera. Also, that and this okay. exists, so that's two books. Does two books make a genre? I, I, I don't, I don't, know. I don't know. So yes. remind me the title of this one, and also tell me the title of the other one. This one is on a sunbeam by sunbeam. Tilly Walden. Okay, and the other one is the long way to a small angry planet. Oh yeah, yeah, I know about that one. Yeah, graphic novels is like we have been uh, wanting to do more. Um, on the show Mm -hmm. this is what I really have been enjoying about um, expanding our crew from just you and me to being like four of us is that it's no longer under the tyranny of just like 
our particular whims, we get like more diversity. I was yeah. really, t- tyranny was really directed at myself. I do not see you as a tyrant. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's been really fun because like, because like Caddy was saying, we should do graphic novels because I like them. And then Eunice came in and was like, have you thought about doing graphic novels? And at that point, we we're like, oh, yeah, graphic novels. <laughs> Let's do those. Those exist. Which just makes it sound like we don't listen to Caddy, which is, I just need to stop talking about all our <laughs> behind the scenes operations here. <laughs> so my third book, <laughs> my third book is Off the Record by Cameron Garrett. We are a big fan of Cameron's writing. Um, her first book, her first book, full disclosure, obviously like everybody knows it. Excellent, excellent book. Um, I did not review that one, actually, speaking of ones that, it was um, me and Caddy, I'm pretty Caddy, sure. Yeah, but I did listen to the review. Uh, so this one is off the record, and it is about Josie, who's a high school journalist who starts following a story uh, and then realizes it's, it's a much bigger story than she thought and has to, you know, figure out how she wants to break it, if she wants to break it, what the ramifications will be. Uh, it's in the, the Me Too era, that kind of neighborhood of stories. So Cameron Garrett, we know she's a, a spectacular writer. The story sounds really engaging and gripping, uh, and I'm excited to read it. Yeah, that sounds great. I am very, like, I loved her first book so much. Also, like, she is 21. She was, like, 19. I know. Or something when she wrote, I think maybe even younger, when she wrote Full Disclosure. And it is a it is a great book. And I am just endlessly impressed. Yeah, she is uh, so, extremely yeah. talented. She is... It's funny because, like, I follow her on Twitter and, like, a lot of her tweets will just be, like, about, like, what classes should I take in my semester this year? And I'm just like, oh, right. (laughs) You're like, you're a college student who wrote a groundbreaking young adult novel. Yeah. So talented. So exciting to see what else she puts out there because, you know, she's only 21 and she's put out two books at this point that are both very good by all reviews. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wild. Big fan. (laughs) Um, so my fourth one is another one that I don't think is um, like a big name. I don't know if this is a debut or not. I, I It's not one I had heard of before, but it looks very fun. Um, it is called Hanny and Ishu's Guide to Fake Dating by Adaba Jagodar. And it, it seems like it is basically like queer girls to all the boys. Well, not necessarily to all, but like queer girls fake dating. And oh, who doesn't wow. love a good fake dating to actual dating romance? Is it not a thousand percent better if it's queer? Um, hundred percent, a thousand percent better. Yeah, no, that just came out in uh, in May of this year. Yeah, so it is like a very yeah. new release. It looks like this is the author's second book, but yeah, it looks very fun. So based on the synopsis, the the fake dating. I also like that it's it's sort of like dealing with some like queer politics because the. The fake dating apparently comes about when the main character comes out as bi and her friends basically give her a really hard time because she has only ever dated guys. So they're kind of trying to say that she's not actually queer. Um, So she um, kind of in a panic pretends to be dating this other girl. And then they have this fake dating thing, this sort of mutually convenient fake dating thing that then turns into actual feelings. And it sounds very fun. The cover art is also adorable, I have to say, having, oh, yeah. just, having just looked. Um, I love it. I love, yeah, I'm very excited. I had not heard of this one yet, and I definitely want to read it. It, just, it looks extremely fun <laughs> and cute and like a great summer read. Absolutely, yes. That's what, uh, 
romances are for. They're for summer. Just a sidebar, I also love that we're at this place with YA now where it is, like, starting to get easy to find, like, fun summer YA romances that aren't two white straight kids fall in love. Exactly. And I was, like, thinking, I'm I'm so glad that you said, like, two white straight kids also because, like, I love that it's not just you can find queer romance, but you it's not all white queer romance. You can really find... A, a fairly good diversity at this point of queer romances of all different kinds and shapes and sizes and backgrounds and cultures and that is so cool I like that so much um this is why YA is quite frankly the best genre <clears throat> <laughs> all right so you were uh uh um making fun of me earlier about shit books and uh, one book that I'm very excited to read that I am actually got about halfway through uh, and then did not have not finished yet, haven't had the chance yet, um, is the sequel to Fable, which we did back in our shit books time. Um, and I, I loved Fable bet more than I expected to. So I got the uh, sequel to it namesake and I'm about halfway through it and I'm really enjoying it and I have not been able to finish it so my goal is to at some point finish this book uh so that's namesake by Adrian Young um it is still fantasy not historical fiction but it's on a ship there's a lot of shipping and shipments and um (laughs) I am enjoying it so I really hope that I will be able to finish it this summer (laughs) at some point (laughs) That is that is fair. I hope that for you as well. Um, hopefully we can have like a relaxed enough of a summer schedule that we all also have time to just read things not for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think reading to the sequel that soon would maybe be a bit of a stretch when there are a lot of other very good authors to talk about. <laughs> Potentially. So I have a few different ones, but... Um, I think I'm going to go with this one because we love we love Julie Murphy on this podcast. Yes, um, and uh, the the third book in the in the sort of the I don't want to call it a trilogy exactly because it's like a set of books that have like overlapping casts, um, so they're kind of companions but not exactly like sequels. But the third book in sort of the Dumplin universe, I'm going to call it. Um, which is called Pumpkin, is mm-hmm. coming out. Uh, or just, it came, just out, came out, like, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. It actually came um, out the day that our review of Faith came out. Uh, coincidentally. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we love Julie Murphy on this show. And she she writes such, like, fun, good books. And so I think I'm going to curl up with this one this summer. Yeah, I really want to read that one as well. My last one um, is also kind of a, like, comfort read for me. So, okay, I think I've mentioned this before, but through the pandemic, um, I've been thinking a lot about Scott Westerfeld's Uglies series. We reviewed it way, way, way back at the beginning of the show. And I have said before and will say again that I think it's one of the best dystopian uh, worlds that I've ever read in terms of being very intelligent, very thought out, and also really believable. And as, like, I've just been thinking about it a lot this year. Um, And he just released uh, a series in the same universe 20 years later called The Imposters Series, which follows a pair of sisters, Frey and Raffi. 
And I'm really excited to read that and kind of see where he's taken the universe uh, because I really like... So what I love so much about that world is that in many, many ways, I find it... I find the dystopia... We talked about this, I think, in the review. This was like three years ago. But just like, is ecofascism necessarily bad? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because it is. It's an ecofascist dystopia. Um, And I'm really excited to see kind of where he goes with 20 years later of revolting against ecofascism. What does it look like to break apart an ecofascist state? What do you replace that with? So I'm excited to read that. And I just I really love him as an author. I think he's really talented and skilled. And uh, I'm sure that he has put as much thought into this series as he did his his initial one so i'm really excited to uh to read that eventually mm-hmm. yeah yeah i did not know that that was coming out but i i will definitely pick that up because i do like i think the ugly series was really well done and really interesting yeah so that's it for my list yeah i i mean i have many more but we do not need to talk about them all here um, and one of the ones on my list actually is we are doing on the show in a couple of weeks. So maybe I will even read it before then. Exciting. So yeah, I'm excited for a summer of, of reading fun books. Me too. I hope so. Well, I'm sort of torn on that because on the one hand, um, I need to find a job. I'm looking for a new job. And Fair. on the other hand, if I don't find a new job soon, maybe I will have a lot of time to read this summer. <laughs> So, you know, it's kind of a (laughs) win-win. Entirely fair. But uh, all of you should tell us what you are excited to read this summer also. Yes, Um, absolutely. Please let us know. Tweet at us. Instagram Um, at us. Hell, you can TikTok at me. TikTok at Teffer. I never use, I don't use it anymore, but I have a lot of followers (laughs) because I had one video go viral. (laughs) Also, like, TikTok at Teffer is a very fun alliteration. TikTok at Teffer. Yeah, it works. I'm just at Teffer Bear everywhere. So if you want to find me anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Wow. We have so much charisma today. We have so, so much. much energy. We're both very tired. We're so full of energy. <laughs> so- <laughs> Read the books. Also, it's hard to record remotely because we can't like look at each other's faces and do the silent like okay outro now. Bailey, outro I, now. I, I feel like it's a little bold of you to posit that we did not do exactly the same shit <laughs> when we were recording in person. I like to fondly pretend that we were slightly less awkward when we were recording in person. I, I do not think that's true. I don't think that's an accurate and honest depiction of what behind the scenes of the Yeah podcast looks like. Um, but, I mean, the nice thing is that probably in the not-too-distant future, we will be back to recording in person, which is really, true. really nice to think about. Um, we've got Very our second exciting. doses moving up in Montreal, and we've got... God, you know what I'm finding so hard, though, is Mm -hmm. that, like, I know that this time it's based on actual case numbers actually going down, that things are starting Mm -hmm. to open again, and it's actually based on vaccination rates actually going up. But, like, there were so many points throughout the last 15 months at which the government would go, everything's fine now, go do things. And then there would be a giant spike in cases that I am having so much trouble trusting it. Oh, 100%. Even though I know it's different. 
Yeah. Yeah. 100% same. Yeah. This is what I mean by we need to face up to the trauma of the pandemic and not just imagine mm-hmm. that we can all just like pop back into the office. Yeah. Get I'm very back excited at to read it. that book. Yeah, absolutely. So folks, um, you know, take care of yourselves. If you're if you're going back to work, if you're going back to stuff and you're feeling happy and healthy, I'm so happy for you. If you're feeling like it's hard to get back to how things were or if you're feeling like maybe we shouldn't have to go back to how things were and maybe we should forge new ways yeah we're with you there this is a hard time so take care of yourself and I hope you get little joys in your life we had a single friend for dinner Uh, we didn't eat them we had him you know to eat with us (laughs) and (laughs) last night and I had not realized how badly I needed that it made such a difference just to like talk to another adult who doesn't live at my house face to face for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to be doing it a lot, but it was so nice. Anyway, so I hope you're all getting your joys where you can find them. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for listening to Yeah. If you want to leave feedback, suggest a book for us to read, or just say hi, send us an email at the at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram at yeah podcast and individually at Teffer Bear and at the Balesosaurus and tweeted us about the books that you're excited to read this summer. If you like the show and want to help us make it even better, consider supporting us on Patreon. If you hate the show and are like, why isn't it any better? Go support us on Patreon at a high dollar amount and then it'll get better. You can get all kinds of great perks, inclu- but also give us feedback about what you want because like, meh, let's be realistic here. Including early access to bonus content, shout outs, guest appearances, and more. Head to patreon.com slash yapodcast to donate. Shout out to our pat... Oh my god, do you remember the big like Patreon, 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 Patreon debacle we did for like the whole first year of this show, Bailey? (laughs) Well, the whole first year of having Patreon. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Shout out to... We did not know how to pronounce it. Different every week. Always new. (laughs) All right. On that seag, head to (laughs) patreon.com. Sorry. <laughs> Shout out to our patrons, Catherine, Kat, Lizzie, Chantal, Maddie, Megan, Emily, and Emmett. Thank you so much. Um, even the smallest amounts help uh, with buying books, with paying our hosting fees, with boosting our morale. We appreciate it so much. Uh, if you don't support us, please think about it. Even a dollar or five dollars a month makes a huge difference for us. And um, it would be really cool to get some more patrons in our family. Also, for those who are new listeners who were confused by my uproarious laughter there, Tepper used to think that Segway was pronounced Sieg, and it is one of the most delightful things. That's true. You gotta go back and listen, because there's an episode at which Bailey is just like, Tepper, I, I, that's not a, I don't think that word is what you think it is. Uh, and I still get roasted for it a lot. Deservedly so. Well, the best thing is, I didn't even know what word you were saying. I think I was just kind of like... I just kind of let it slide because I was like, Tepper's saying a word I don't know. Okay. And then afterwards, I found out you were trying to say segue, and I was like, oh. This is what happens when you learn books, when you learn words from reading books, when you only learn words. I thought, yes, I thought the word segue was spelled like the scooter. It's really dumb that it's... 
It is spelled very confusingly, and it is true. This is a problem that happens to people who read a lot. Yeah. So. Don't let your children read. Terrible, <laughs> terrible idea. We have merch. <laughs> oh, shit. That was your line. <laughs> we have merch. Hit the merch link in the description of this episode to get some from the fine folks over at Tea Public. You can also support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts, subscribing on Spotify, and by sharing this episode with a friend. Maybe a friend who wants to just listen to two people gradually lose control of their emotions and senses over the course of 45 minutes. <laughs> Descend into chaos over the course of the credits. <laughs> listen to two Libras try to form opinions for three years. Oh, that's how we should build a show. <laughs> <laughs> Special thanks to Great Bear for letting us use their song Jenny's Group as our theme music. You can find their music for sale at greatbearmusic.bandcamp.com. This episode was very loosely produced by me, Tefra Jemian, and edited, probably very tightly, by Tom Zalat and I as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. Bye! Bye! Hi, I'm Anthony Giorgio, host and producer of Queer Teen Podcast. Queer Teen Podcast encourages the next generation of queer youth from across the world to stand up for what's right. Listen, learn, and love as you get to know the next queer youth leaders of the world. Queer Teen Podcast celebrates, elevates, and narrates how the LGBTQ plus community uses our voices to tell our stories. You can find Queer Teen Podcasts on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. And please, please, please subscribe today. And don't forget to listen, learn, and love. Hi, I'm Howard Mitnick, host of Gateway Music. Join me as I talk with people about the artists and albums that changed their lives and about the artists and albums that changed mine. Available on the Upford Network and wherever you get your podcasts.